Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward. That is Spencer Holbrook. And once again, uh, Ohio State, as it waits for its Big Ten fate and the chance of a senior season this year, has found out that there is another opt-out coming its way. This one will not be a surprise at all to the Ohio State coaching staff. Uh, Sean Wade, uh, potential first-round draft pick at cornerback, uh, has made his decision public on Monday morning. He originally, Spencer, planned to do this over the weekend. I think the decision had been made. This one is not necessarily reflective of uh, not voting for the Big Ten on Sunday. There was, I think, an element of waiting to see if maybe anything would change over the weekend. But um, Sean Wade, uh, the opt-out was coming for a while, I think, for him. And this is not something that will catch uh, Ryan Day or Kerry Combs off guard. No, the the positive momentum that we have seen from the Big Ten in the last few days, uh, it wasn't going to change anything. And, and people will say, you know, well, you know, his dad flew to Chicago and wanted to protest. His, his dad was in Columbus and wanted to protest. But but this is the Sean decision. And, and for Sean to, to look at what's been going on, look at what kind of season he might have, because it still might only be a six- to eight-game season. We don't really know. And then to look at his NFL draft stock, I mean – I think anybody would make that decision. It's it's not a, a decision you can really, uh, you know, ridicule him for, uh, get mad at him for. I mean, fans are fans, but I don't think this is something that we can really, uh, you know, uh, discount Sean for. Yeah, I understand why there's frustration or, or questions about it, um, even, even all the way up to the coaching staff, if you want to take it from that direction. I, I know that they understand why Sean Wade is doing this, um, but the question has come up with the timing with Wyatt Davis – you know, on Friday and Sean Wade now, like, hey, the Big Ten's going to decide something. Uh, either it was going to be Sunday or Monday or, you know, maybe it'll even be Tuesday. We'll see. But, like, why not wait and see? Why not see what kind of season it is? And I think that there's just part of it where uh, there's going to be disruptions when, to whatever season that happens. We've talked about that before. The pandemic is still ongoing, even if now this good faith effort is going to be made to play a season and, get, and try and get the Buckeyes and the Big Ten into the college football playoff. Uh, you know, by squeezing everything in by December 19th. So, you know, there are, you know, some risks to playing that, this shortened season, this different season, uh, and there's millions of dollars at stake for these guys. So it is, it is odd. I would concede that point that they wouldn't just wait until that final decision is out and then say that's the decision. But on the same token, the fact that they were willing to do it now means that it wasn't directly related to the Big Ten going either way to play October 17th at this point. Yeah, and I think this is just another consequence of the Big Ten just messing everything up, right? Like, the Big Ten messed everything up so terribly that even now when they're starting to correct their mistakes, there are still guys who are like, you know what? I've seen what's been going on. I see what might happen. There's games that are unfolding. There's games that are being postponed. You don't know what kind of season you're going to have. This is just another consequence. You know, the Big Ten made its bed, and and now uh, it's laying in it and, and – uh, and it's just what, what happened. You know, we expected a couple of these. I didn't expect a couple of them now that there's positive momentum. But regardless, Ohio State has plenty of NFL talent on its roster. One, a couple of these guys were going to look at the situation and say, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, and, and, you know, I've been asked a number of times, as have you, but could Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade come back if the decision comes down for October 17th? Uh, I, I believe that they could if they didn't take money from an agent. I had that clarified to me over the weekend that there was still, you know, holding out hope for Wyatt Davis that maybe when he saw uh, what happened with the schedule that he could come back. 
Um, you know, this, this rarely comes up with football. We've seen it with basketball where they've changed the rules to let guys go through the draft process and have representation. So I suppose if they don't take money from an agent and if they pay back anything that they do, then maybe that door would be open. Uh, however, you know, my conversations with either the players themselves or uh, with their, their camp and family around the, the time spring of the last couple of weeks was that that would be an unlikely outcome for these guys. So uh, I, I'm not going to make any uh, hard and fast this, but uh, this, like I said, this seems to be independent of the Big Ten. Um, we'll close the door on that discussion. Spencer, when you look at how this impacts the Buckeyes now, we were talking about it heading into our trip to Jacksonville last January, how important it was for Sean Wade to be that senior or veteran leader for the Buckeyes, give them a proven cornerback on the outside, because now you're looking at it secondary that is completely overhauled. Yeah, and like we talk about the two departures, I think the Wyatt Davis departure is easier to replace than Sean Wade, and that's crazy because of how talented and good Wyatt Davis really is. But but Sean Wade, like when you have a, a an entire cast in your secondary that has to be replaced and you have one linchpin that can really hold it down and just and you know one side of the field is locked down most of the time. It makes everybody's job on that defense a lot easier. And now you're replacing a lot of your pass rush. You're, you keep your linebackers, but now you've got to replace all the secondary. You haven't had spring practice. You haven't had fall. You've had a little bit of a, a pseudo fall camp through the last month. This is not going to be easy for Ohio State to replace, even with all the talent. So you got to look at, at those freshmen that came in. you got to look at some younger guys. you got to look at a guy like, like Tyree Johnson, who, who's never been able to take a step. Um, Seven Banks, Cam Brown, you know, they're probably going to have even bigger roles than they originally thought. I, this is a this is a bigger loss than the than the Wyatt Davis uh, departure, and I, I think Ohio State's going to have some things to figure out. Yeah, that's I mean it, that's a mouthful that you said there, Spencer. We, you've got it. We've talked all off season about well, who could be you know the other outside corner? Is it? It's a fascinating competition between Cam Brown and Seven Banks, and, and you know, get, depending on the day, we've gone back and forth with who might be the leader there. Well. They both have to play, you would think right now, uh, the perimeter roles for the Buckeyes. And, you know, maybe a, another name to throw in there, which uh, he's another guy who struggled to really get on the field but has some ties there with Kerry Combs and Marcus Williamson. You know, maybe um, he becomes that guy in the slot and somebody that can help the Buckeyes a lot. What, what really pushed Sean Wade over the top uh, was his positional versatility. He wanted to play that lockdown, a show he could do that this year, but he still always had the ability – if the Buckeyes needed to, to float, go back, go back and play inside. Uh, I remember there were discussions two years ago. Was he better suited as safety with, with his physical frame and, and willingness to tackle? Like Sean Wade could do anything for the Ohio State defense. And to now be in a situation where you don't have him and he's going to give you nothing for a team with national title aspirations, this is a, this is a big blow. Um, and especially because what you talked about with Cameron Brown and Seven Banks not having – March to go be the guy. The stuff that they've done has not really been true live football uh, since August. They never had the full pads on as they've tried to get ready for a green light to start the season. Um, and then, you know, whether that's legend Cavazos or Ryan Watts, those guys, they haven't had any of that really at all. So that's a, uh, that's a big ask. And, and it'll be fascinating to see what happens there in the Ohio state secondary. Well, lucky for them, you know, we've talked about this before. I, I think you and Berman, I talked, the Big Ten is not loaded with top talent at quarterback. So if Ohio State 
can get into the conversation for the college ball playoff, they might not have to worry about the secondary too much until they get there. But, right. but the problem is just getting there. And, and you, uh, you know, there's talent. You, we can just put that to bed. We know there's plenty of talent in that secondary. It's just unproven. And so I think it, it's, it's time. And, but if there's anybody to put blind faith in, it's Kerry Combs. You know, he, he's a guy you can kind of rely on to have some guys ready. He's done this before. We've seen that uh, in a previous life for Kerry Combs at Ohio State. This was certainly not what he envisioned. He wanted that chance to uh, finish up the development of Sean Wade, uh, help bring along those younger guys. That will no longer happen for Ohio State. Sean Wade has declared for the NFL draft, for breaking that down and everything else that's going. The news is coming fast and furious for the Buckeyes in the Big Ten right now. Uh, Letterman Rose got you covered as much as we possibly can with every angle. He's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. Keep it locked with us at LettermanRow.com.